So what is osteoporosis? How do you know if you have it? Who is at risk? And what about treatment and prevention? Let's find out with Dr. Alexander Eline, an endocrinologist at Marin Health Endocrine and Diabetes Care, a UCSF Health Clinic. This is the Healing Podcast brought to you by Marin Health. I'm Bill Klaproth. Dr. Eline, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. First off, can you share some background on yourself? Sure. I'm an endocrinologist practicing in Marin County at Marin Health Endocrine and Diabetes Care. And I've been in practice now for about eight years, uh, trained in Chicago initially and then in Boston, and then made my way out west and have been out in Marin County for four years now. That sounds great. So tell us, what does an endocrinologist do and you help treat what types of health issues? So an endocrinologist treats gland and hormone issues. So anything related to the pituitary, the thyroid, the parathyroid glands, the adrenal glands, and then the testes and the ovaries. Within that falls diabetes management and uh, hormone management for uh, male and female hormones and then osteoporosis as well. So gland and hormone issues is what you said. How does osteoporosis fit into that? What is osteoporosis? In simplest terms, really just means weak bones. It's a condition that predisposes to fracture, to bone breaks. Everyone's bones actually gradually become a little bit weaker over time after about age 30. And sometimes that can lead to bone fragility to the point that people break bones when they really shouldn't be. And that's really what osteoporosis is. And it relates to hormones just in that sex steroids like estrogen and testosterone and then parathyroid hormone, which is a hormone that controls the calcium balance in the body, are controllers of bone metabolism. They help to determine how much bone you hold on to and how quickly you lose bone as you age. So then a person's metabolism and endocrine system impact the risk for osteoporosis? That's right. If the body, for example, makes too much parathyroid hormone or just in uh, naturally occurring aging, as testosterone levels decrease in men and after menopause in women, as estrogen levels decline, we do see bone loss that occurs just naturally in that case. But if you start out at a point where the bones are already a little bit less dense and then get weaker over time, you can come to a situation where the bones are too weak to withstand normal forces that wouldn't ordinarily cause a bone break. And that's when we want to think about treatment. So then hormones, diet, weight, exercise, and other influences can increase the severity of osteoporosis? Absolutely. All those factors are very important. Diet in that it's important to get enough calcium intake. Calcium and phosphate are the building blocks of our bones. And so it's important to get enough calcium in your diet. It's also very important to get enough protein. And then exercise is very important because weight-bearing exercise puts stress on the bone and that actually can increase the strength of bone. So things like walking and lifting weights are very good for bone over time. So then earlier, you said after the age of 30, we start to lose bone density. So then at what age do people typically get osteoporosis? Typically, osteoporosis doesn't come on until the 60s in women and usually a bit later in men, more towards the 70s. 
even though we start losing bone in the mid to late 30s, we've achieved typically enough bone mass growing up that we don't have to worry about breaking bones early on. But in the 60s and 70s is when this condition can start to be a problem. And does this affect more men or women or both? It affects both men and women. It affects women to a greater degree more frequently than men. But men are definitely underdiagnosed with osteoporosis. And uh, it's very important that we promote awareness in men because they're typically not screened or are screened much less frequently for osteoporosis. So then is it possible to reverse osteoporosis once this starts to happen, this bone density loss? It's often not possible to completely reverse osteoporosis, but we can definitely increase bone strength and prevent fractures. And we have new medications called anabolic or bone building medications now that do allow us to reverse osteoporosis to some degree to build new bone. And then we have medications that prevent further bone breakdown or anti-resorptive medications. So we do have good tools now to help stem the decline and potentially reverse some of osteoporosis that's occurred. So I'm wondering, if my mother had this, am I at greater risk? Is there a genetic component to this? There is a genetic component. So if either of your parents have a history of osteoporosis or a history of breaking a bone, that in a situation that wouldn't have usually caused a bone break, that's a reason to ask your primary care doctor about getting a screening test. So are there symptoms for this? You just mentioned breaking a bone when otherwise it wouldn't have caused a bone break. What are the symptoms or you don't know until you break a bone? That's one of the major problems. There really aren't any symptoms until a fracture. So That's one of the main reasons it's important to get screened, because there really aren't any symptoms until a fracture occurs. So since you said there is a genetic component to this, but there are no symptoms at all, what should you do if you suspect, hey, I might have this, it was in my family, what should someone do? The most important first step is to talk to your primary care physician about it and ask them whether screening is appropriate. The National Osteoporosis Foundation recommends screening every woman over age 65 and every man over age 70. Now, there are certainly circumstances where screening earlier than that is appropriate, and your primary care doctor can help to guide you in that regard. So then, Dr. Eline, if someone wants to see a specialist to determine if they have osteoporosis or be treated for osteoporosis, should they wait or do it now? And can you conduct this review and assessment via telehealth? I would encourage everyone not to wait and to talk to their primary care doctor if they have any suspicion that they may have osteoporosis and then referral to a specialist may be appropriate after that. The evaluation can certainly be conducted via telehealth, so we encourage people not to wait while they may be sheltering at home. We certainly have the capacity to do a lot of the screening and evaluation via telehealth. So then if someone is diagnosed with osteoporosis, what are the treatments? The foundation of treatment is ensuring that you're on adequate calcium and vitamin D. We want to make sure that everyone's getting enough, ideally getting enough calcium in their diet. And sometimes we have to supplement that with calcium supplements. 
and then vitamin D as well. And on top of that, making sure that everyone's getting adequate weight-bearing exercise and good nutrition. And then after that, treatment for osteoporosis is basically split up into two categories. There are bone building or anabolic treatments that are typically reserved for people with the most severe osteoporosis. And then there are anti-resorptive or medications that prevent further bone breakdown. And within those classes, there are several different medications. A specialist like an endocrinologist or a primary care doctor can help determine what the most appropriate initial step would be. But those are the two major categories. So then let's talk prevention, because someone might be saying, is there a way I can help strengthen my bones? You just talked about calcium and vitamin D and weight-bearing exercise. What can be done to help prevent or reduce someone's risk of developing osteoporosis? The main preventive measures are adequate calcium and vitamin D and then weight-bearing exercise. And then there's also another component, which is preventing falls. And sometimes I think we don't address that enough. And it is very important in the home as people age to avoid having loose rugs, have a handle to hold on to in the shower to prevent falls in the shower, in the bath. Avoiding excess alcohol and quitting smoking are very important. All those measures can help to prevent further progression to osteoporosis or prevent falls, which are the major reason for fractures. If you don't fall, you're much less likely to fracture. And so we want to make sure we don't ignore that aspect of it as well. And then Dr. Eline, last question, and thank you so much for your time. What is most important to remember for someone who is concerned about osteoporosis? I think the most important thing to remember, aside from all of the lifestyle measures, is the importance of getting screened There are a lot of people who never get a bone density test and thus don't get the appropriate screening for osteoporosis. And because it's really a silent condition until a fracture occurs, screening is very important. So I would urge anyone who has any suspicion that they may be at risk for early osteoporosis and really any woman over age 65 or man over age 70 to to get a screening bone density or DEXA test to establish their risk and then go from there. Really important advice, and if you are concerned about osteoporosis, get that screening. It sounds like that's the most important thing you can do. Dr. Eline, this has really been informative. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. That's Dr. Alexander Eline, and to learn more, visit mymarinhealth.org. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out the full podcast library for topics of interest to you. This is The Healing Podcast, brought to you by Marin Health. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.